If you have tried before to change your behaviors through sheer willpower, chances are it didn't go so well. Don't feel badly, it's what happens most of the time. Today we're going to be talking about why willpower doesn't work when it comes to discipline and what to do instead. Hey, I'm Betta and welcome to another episode of the Living from the Inside Out podcast, your source for three to five minute segments that help you stay motivated on your path to success. Changing your behavior through sheer willpower does not work, at least not for the long term. Think of it this way. Your willpower is like a muscle, and if you work it too hard, it becomes fatigued and eventually gives out. But how do you make this muscle stronger? How do you develop your willpower? You might be looking at me and saying, uh, through discipline. But how did you develop discipline then? through willpower. You see, there is a loop here and we have the chicken and the egg scenario. It's a conundrum. Which comes first? What do we do? How do we start? But most importantly, where's the Ben and Jerry's? Self-discipline is not something that's achieved through sheer willpower. So what's the big issue with sheer willpower? Here is why pure willpower when it comes to developing discipline is bad. Our behaviors are based on these principles. Number one, we do what feels good. Number two, we avoid what feels bad. This is the way that you are like biologically engineered, okay? This is how your human desires and tendencies and emotions and all that kind of thing works. We go towards what feels good and we avoid what feels bad. Therefore, your behaviors are more dictated by your feelings than by what your brain is saying. Like they say, heart over mind. The only way to not do what feels good is through a boost of willpower, aka denying yourself something to instead do what is quote unquote right instead of what feels good. Here's an example. You have a desire to do what feels good. In this case, in this example, your desire is to eat ice cream. But someone tells you it is not right to eat the ice cream, so you tell yourself no ice cream, hoping to develop some of that discipline. But tying willpower to discipline also ties in morality. If you eat the ice cream, you are a failure of a person. If you resist, then you're a good person. Keep in mind, I'm not saying these things. These are things that are implied when it comes to being strong and having the willpower versus giving in. While this tactic of shame works for a little while, it eventually backfires. You still feel the desire to eat the ice cream, even after you told yourself not to. Just willpowering through it doesn't solve the problem. Ben and Jerry's is still summoning you from the freezer. Here's the thing. Disciplining people through shame works for a little bit. Then it backfires. Your conflicted feelings about the frozen deliciousness, the fact that you want it, but are commanding yourself not to have it because it's quote unquote not right, and the feeling of shame you have for still having the desire to want the ice cream, all bundles up in this tension. When you can't have something or can't do something, there's something inside of you that makes you want to do it even more. So as your desire for the ice cream increases simply because you quote unquote can't have it, So does your shame for having the desire to have ice cream. You're left with two options to relieve this tension. Number one, you can overindulge in the ice cream, resulting in more shame and guilt than before. Or you can escape the tension by distracting yourself. Work on that paper, walk your dog, 
drink vodka, watch 14 hours of television. People do find productive ways to distract themselves from this shame. They run ultra marathons or work 100 hour work weeks for years on end, but these numbing methods don't work forever. And the shame will eventually find its way into their numbing mechanisms too. Self-discipline based on self-denial and willpower can't be sustained in the long run. You can will yourself to do the thing that you don't want to do for days, but unless you make that thing feel good in some way, your willpower and motivation will go and you'll eventually give up. Think about the ice cream. If you don't find a way to make not eating the ice cream or eating something else for that matter a pleasant experience, then you can bet that one day or hours later, you'll find yourself spoon in tub. Any emotionally healthy approach to self-discipline has to work with your emotions, not against them. In the end, self-discipline is not based on willpower or self-denial, but on the opposite, self-acceptance. As you go throughout your day, try to think of a few places or situations where you might be relying on willpower instead of discipline and how maybe you can work with your emotions instead of against them. Of course, I'm not just going to leave you hanging with this information. (laughs) A few podcast episodes are going to follow with specific tactics and tools and strategies that you can use and implement in your daily life to become more disciplined while not being completely miserable. Remember this, if discipline is something that is terrible and wrong and you hate it, you're probably doing it wrong.